Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Board NBA YouTube channel for Pick and Roll, the NBA discussion and betting show that goes live every weekday right here. Make sure you are subscribed to the channel to stay up to date when the show goes live and for all future content on this channel. Follow us on Twitter at the Board NBA and if you're listening podcast, please rate and review us at five stars over there. Uh, big day yesterday on the show, 2-0 and on the picks. Before we go into the recap, though, we're going to start out with an official play. So if you're here nice and early, you get in on this one. Three official plays coming today. The first one, uh, there's worried that this is going to move off the line very quickly. So get it while you can. Jalen Brunson in his game as the Wizards <clears throat> visit MSG. So we are betting Jalen Brunson over 25 and a half points, which is minus 130 at BetMGM. The reason we are doing it quickly because this line was uh, like 25 and a half, minus 110 at DraftKings, move to the minus 130. It is 27 and a half at FanDuel, and BetMGM usually opens the lines a bit later. So they set him at minus 120, but that would be probably gone in like 10 to 15 minutes. So I think it, everyone should get their money on Branson in this one because obviously this one will have a strong closing line value. And yeah. just talk about why we are betting Jalen Branson. So over the last seven games, yeah, seven games, he has seven game, seven straight games going over this line, and the two the two close games were twenty six points both games against the Toronto Raptors. That did all kinds of defense on Jalen Brunson and made the life difficult for him, and he still was able to cover. And they played the Wizards five days ago, and Jalen Brunson scored thirty four points. Also, he's playing like 40 minutes every night and it's so many minutes and so many ball, like his main scorer now. He's like the first option. Last game against the Raptors, he shot 29 times. He shot 24 times against the Wizards. He's getting to the line like seven to eight times a, a game. And when we talk about the Wizards, like this, what I'm reading is like only the last six games. So the last game they played against the Golden State Warriors, Curry scored 41, Poole scored 32. Game before, Brunson 34. Game before, Lavin 38. Game prior to that, CJ 34. Shea 30 in a blowout. Giannis 55. So like every first or second scoring option is just like going crazy against the Wizards. And we had Brunson scoring 34 like just five days ago. And I think he is down to repeat it. They are, I, I was watching most of these games and like they're just doing single cover and like praying for guys to miss. And with Brunson being so crazy aggressive offensively, I think he is in a great spot to, to cover this line with so many minutes tonight. And we have probably the return of Bradley Beal which will make Wizards' defense maybe a bit worse and a game probably a little bit tighter. So this shouldn't be a blowout. Yeah, so uh, this one, so my handicapping strategy is much different to Pips. Pips is very focused on matchups in-game and all that, whereas I'm very numbers-based. So this one, 
ticks all the boxes for me as well because not only are you like this isn't just 26 and a half on different like odds makers here this is 27 and a half and when it comes to player props FanDuel is like the there's best. a lot of sharp sports we got there Fan, FanDuel I would say piece of advice is they're likely the sharpest when it comes to player props yeah. so the fact that FanDuel has this at 27 and a half albeit low juice minus 102 uh, this is an incredible spot here on Jalen Brunson. So uh, I can see this one moving fairly quickly here. So that's the first official play for also, today. Say, yeah. Like, uh, touch on the part of the fan, though. Like, they are, I think they're nowhere, no one is close to their sharpness. Like, they're sharp. Like, the, when you see the difference, like two points between their line and every other line, just take the other side. Like, I think. Even Pinnacle is not even close to the to the fan FanDuel no. when it comes to the NBA props. Like NBA yeah. FanDuel is like the number one by far number number one. So when it comes to like other plays, like you know money line spread over under Pinnacle is usually pinnacle. the Pinnacle, I guess, of odds makers. But uh, they they are not as sharp as FanDuel. So uh, I I use this strategy as well when I'm doing player props. If it's off market to FanDuel, uh, you pretty much are always going to have a really good spot there. So uh, that's why it takes the boxes. But let's move into the recap, which will also be kind of into uh, the discussion part of today's show. Two plays yesterday, both are winners, and one of which was, uh, very nicely, a one-and-a-half unit play. Uh, I think there's been a couple one-and-a-half unit plays that haven't won, but a lot of confidence on this one, and for good reason, as it does come through. Let's pull up the odd screen right now and showcase it so Joel Embiid easily clears his point line James Harden squeaks over gets to the nine that is not quite uh the the hook win that uh, we can necessarily verify and track there but uh lovely on this one read this game very well it seems Pips uh I personally did not really have any eyes on the games yesterday but what did you see from this one I everything went as expected but like uh Harden had seven assists in the in, in the first three quarters and I expected like him getting to 10 or 11 but my underrated guy won the games for in the 76ers because he started the fourth quarter Maxi without Embiid and Harden and he scored 11 points in four minutes in just blown Clippers away and when Harden and James came back into the game the game was already like almost one they were up 10 or something and they went for a couple possessions they scored they defend and the game was over so yeah i could actually lose this bet because maxi is so good like because they there there wasn't no need like harden was was like rotational stuff he was he, he should came back with 10 minutes left but he came back with like eight minutes left. So he said two additional minutes because there was no need to. Maxi was having the game in his hands like easily. Like it was unbelievable, like shot making by Maxi in like those three, three and a half minutes. Like he made three step back threes and go to the line and yeah, so easily, so effortless. Like, and if you take a look, he scored 22 points uh, in the game. And I think 20 out of the 22 points were when Embiid or Harden were sitting. And I think 15 was when both were sitting. So, like, as I said, like, when he can run his own game, his own pace, it, it's, it's, it's crazy good. 
and yeah, Embiid obviously, as it, like it was like just unstoppable. Like if you allow this guy to shoot, like no, that's you can't think game that like that. And yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about the Clippers later, but their defense over the last couple of games is awful. Well, we could go to the Clippers now. I was thinking we go to the Clippers, then we'll go into the other recap. Uh, yeah, want. it's like even though the game that they won against my Houston Rockets, and it was terrible Houston Rockets team with guys being ruled out with suspension and stuff. So it was depleted Houston Rockets team, and they gave them so much trouble. Like it was unbelievable. Like. They, I think, the three, at the end of the three quarters, Houston Rockets were up by one or something, and they just couldn't stop them. Like the Rockets were scoring at the will. Like it was like the G League squad is scoring at you at will, and you you just can't do anything. And then my guy, precious guy Silas, like Shingul was playing great game, and he went to the bench with three minutes left in in four minutes left in the third quarter and then four quarter we couldn't score like we were like four points in, in five minutes and Shengun wasn't coming back like we were just like I, I actually thought like okay Shengun is starting the fourth quarter okay three minutes we didn't score okay Shengun is coming back still not Shengun yeah two additional minutes we looked terrible no still not Shengun like we scored four points in six minutes to open the fourth quarter, like, and there was no Shingun on the floor. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, when you so there is a data when Shingun is playing, and there is no uh, there is no Cape K Porter Jr. on the floor. Like the minutes with Shingun without K Porter Jr. Yeah. Rockets have like I think it's 10 10th or 11 11th best offensive rating in the entire league. Wow. Yeah, and is it uh is it a large sample of minutes that he plays without Kevin Porter Jr.? It's not huge, but it's like significant. Basically, it's meaningful. Like it's not like thirty minutes or something. It's like over hundred minutes. Yeah. yeah. So it, that's not like it's insignificant, and I don't know what I I actually hope for. Like we lose like three in a row and blown out, and we see some changes there because it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, we need to talk about uh, Clippers. So yeah, I'll I was going to say Clippers, yeah. though, they've lost eight out of the last 10, as you informed me. Kawhi kind of seems like he's back, yet the Clippers are still continuing to lose all these games. They can't beat good teams, really, it seems. Um, just, we spoke about last week the teams with the worst futures, and I threw in the Clippers as a little bit of a wild card there. They always have the spending power to get out of it, but with this core, it's it's obviously been a little bit of a, a failed experiment, if you will, with this Kawhi Paul George thing. When they're both playing, they're great, but are they great enough to win a championship? And even still, when they're both playing, like when do they really ever play together? It's so rare that both of them are playing together. Both of them are healthy playing together. And I think people gave them a lot of credit for their depth going into the season how how deep the team is like like 12 to 15 man roster but as far as the top 10 that are actually gonna matter when it comes to the crunch time of playoffs i had my doubts and this could be a team to look out for making some moves at the deadline but where do you see this season having kind of 
gone wrong for the Clippers. I mean, gone wrong, but they're still seventh. They're 500. <laughs> the West is kind of not that great this season, so they can easily just fire back into this whole thing with a couple of trades. But where have you seen it gone wrong so far? No, no chemistry. Like, you have so many great... Like, you are playing Marcus Morris, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Nicholas Batum, and Zubats. Like, mo- most of the rotation stuff. And you are poor on defense. Like, that's... Every of these guys is plus defender. Yeah. You just can't be poor on defense in all these guys. Like, what's going on? So, also, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard played four games together out of the last ten. They lost all four. And one of, one of these losses was embarrassing loss against the Denver Nuggets when they were, like, down 30 at the halftime. Like... Yeah, I remember that game. They were down by 40 at one point in the first half. I yeah, and, and also they weren't playing the second half because Tyloo went crazy and didn't play any starters in the, second, in the second half. And that's like, yeah. And even though you win against the Rockets, out of these 10 games you won against the Rockets, one, do you look terrible in that game? Like, mm-hmm. Silas throwing that game away. So if the Rockets were competitive and with a good coach, they could still lose that game, like, and yeah, Kawhi is looking great on on offense. He's like shooting fifty or more percent from the field, like four four straight games, scoring almost thirty points on average. He's looking great as a scorer. He's moving well, but yeah, and also my biggest issue for like four seasons in a row, they don't have a real a true point guard. Like everyone said, like John Wall, like, but he's playing. So narcissistic. He's just like getting. He's like coming off the bench as a guy that should run the offense, and he runs runs the offense for himself. He's just like yeah. inefficient and shooting way too much. Like, calm down. Just get Kawhi and Paul George in a good spots, and that should be your job. And I don't know if you saw the his interview two days ago, and his huge rant on every team he ever played with, and. And, I saw the Rockets so, part of it. Yeah, and yeah, that's just okay. It, it, but that's like narcissistic way of talking. Like he's just me, 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 me. I was the best player on that team. He wasn't like that. That's ridiculous. But he even he, he even wasn't the best player. And he's still playing like he's the best player on the team on the Clippers. Like man, you are not fifth best player there. Like yeah, they thought like we'll get past first point guard to create better spots for Paul jo- Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, but they've got even even more problems now with John Wall. Yeah, I remember that. So John Wall didn't play last season. There was kind of this thought that, you know, with the year off and he signed for a very small contract to play for the Clippers, it was kind of just the thought process was, okay, John Wall, he recognizes this stage of his career. He's not the all-star he used to be. He's just going to be the point guard that this team needs. And it's kind of strange that that just hasn't been the case. It's pretty difficult for guys to kind of recognize how different their role is. And I kind of credit like guys like Vince Carter, who stayed in the league well beyond their 40s. Vince Carter was a superstar early on in his career, but understood with the, you know, the way his body was changing, his abilities kind of diminishing. He took on like a bench role. He took on a role player role for his teams. Not everybody just has the switch they can do that. Not everybody has, I, I think, the the comfortability with themselves and who they are as a player to get into that role. And it kind of seems like John Wall is in that spot. And, 
you know, there's like the Raptors the way they're struggling. Fred Van Vliet could be up for trade. And there's just some discussions about whether the Clippers could be one of the suitors to bring him in for the team. Although, no, I think that, I think that would be a good fit depending on who they can give up. But that's the thing. Like how, how far can the Clippers go investing into this team? Like at some point you have to keep some of your young assets. Cause if they want to make a trade, they have to trade some of those young guys and maybe add in some sort of picks for the future. It's, it's a real tough spot to be for the Clippers right now because they don't have anything really to trade yet. I think it, it looks like they're not quite ready to also win a championship right now at Westbrook's another good, good example there. Um, everybody kept saying in the offseason, there's no way he's going to come to the bench. There's no way he's going to want to do that. There's no way he's going to take uh, a lesser role. And look at him. He's, he's uh, last time I checked, he was the odds on favorite to win sixth man of the year. I'm sure he's not happy about it, but he's playing his role. He's doing his job. I'm sure it's also easy when you're making that much money, but like everybody said, Westbrook's not going to do it except for Westbrook. Westbrook never said anything really against that. So uh, credit credit to Westbrook for doing that. Maybe John Wall should take some notes. Uh, let's move to the other recap. So this is a case where we will have to add something to the hook counter here. Uh, pretty much on point. Yo, uh, sorry, Damian Lillard, you said, I remember the show, you said Lillard should smash this line. He smashed this line. He had 44 points. Uh, over 24 and a half was the bet. Jamal Murray over six and a half. Jamal Murray ends on 17 points. I will add a tally to the hook counter, but uh, what were your thoughts on the point guard battle here? And also you said you wanted to go in a little bit on how, how insane Jokic is looking right now. So even though this was a hook, this wasn't even a close to a sweat because this cached like six minutes into the second half, I think, or seven, like six or seven minutes into the second half. Yeah. Still at <laughs> yeah, okay. One I'm one. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with it, but this was not sweat like easy yeah, cash. Yeah. yeah. Not like that Lamelo assist to the end of the game uh, from last week. Yeah, no, true. So I actually was surprised with low minutes by Jamal Murray. He played only 30 minutes, but we, we had some injury injury news. Like we I, after the show. Like 30 minutes after the show, it came like Jamal Murray is questionable, and he was like, like truly like 50 50 percent for 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 this game, and so he stayed on lower minutes and nothing to do about it. Like if he if he had his 36 37 minutes, I I, I see him 20 plus points. So yeah, hopefully we cash, but that's. Okay, now when I saw the news, his question level, I was like, that's not great. Now I wouldn't take this bet, but it is what it is. And he cares, so we are like, forget about this bet and move on. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And with, <laughs> I think anything needed to be said about Damian Lillard. Like, <laughs> I actually think when he's this kind of mode, He's probably the best scorer scoring what, guard. What is, when it's Dame yeah. time, yeah. When it's Dame time, like he's the best scorer in the NBA. Like I would say, best scoring guard. Like I think don't I don't think like Curry, Mitchell, and Damian Lillard. Like that's probably it when it's come to big time 50, 40, 50 games scoring. Like amazing. I don't think like Luka Doncic obviously a point guard, but. He's like huge guy 
for, compared to the Lillard, Curry, yeah, and, and yeah. Donovan Mitchell. So, yeah, Damian had like unbelievable game, but forty-four points. Yeah, they, and only took took twenty field goal attempts. Like, talk about his free throws. He had fourteen from for fourteen from the free throw line. So cleared almost sixty percent of the line with only free throws, and he's amazing shooter. And I spoke to the one guy that's surely watching this now uh, last night that I'm actually like feeling I, I like Dame Prime is wasted playing with Yusuf Nurkic, and I'll just say I'm not a fan of Nurkic at all. Like, is it because he, of the uh, the bad beat we had on him a couple weeks ago? That's just some agree like Sherry on the on the top. Oh, okay, you also yeah. you don't like him, and then he did that as well. Yeah, okay, I right mean, up. like he's, although I think one of the lowest IQ players in the entire league. Like he's just like complete mess of a player, and he was terrible last night. And like we will get to the point to talk about Jokic, but Jokic was like guarded by Yusuf Nurkic and scored 13 out of 14, like from the field. Like he missed only one shot, and it was a, a bit of a rushed three-point shot. Like. He was perfect 12 from 12 from the from the two like what's going on yeah um and you wanted to talk about talk, oh sorry go ahead if looking at fortless entire night like not even like getting a lot of sweat we look at the scoreboard lies uh, like he's 36 12 and 10. similar thing against the orlando magic game earlier he had 17, 10, and 14, a triple double, and he scored like step back three to win the game. Like, like it's so like unbelievable how great he is. And one interesting fact over the last uh, 60, 40 games, I think he played 40 games in this season. Yeah, he played 40 games this season, and he shot under 50% only once. <laughs> Wow. And it was the game they were blowing out Utah Jazz and he took only 10 field goal attempts, which was four three-point shots and he missed all four. And he was three out of 10. From, uh, like the only game in the entire season under 50%. Like I don't think we ever saw that in like competitive league like this. Like this, um, yeah. And when you look like he, he is like 25, 11 and 10. Like average triple double. Like and the most efficient player, 20, 25, 11, and 10, and being the most efficient guy in the entire league. And that's by far, like, his true shooting percentage, if you take a look, is like 70%. 70% true shooting on 25 points average. That's yeah. unheard of. Like, we never even came close to anything like that, I think, in the entire history of the NBA. It, I we remember before the season, so he's won two straight MVPs, and it was like, okay, Voter fatigue, like if, if Jokic is going to win a third MVP in a row, he has to like lap the field and just be so overwhelmingly better than everybody else. And guess what? He is. And the Nuggets are first in the West. It is. And they're probably going to be the first at the end of the season by uh, quite some margin if they can stay healthy. Like, yeah, they've, they've won seven in a row. Memphis have won 10 in a row and kind of nipping on their heels a little bit. But the way Jokic is playing, I think what I like about it as well, like not that 
I, I don't count like stats that are like inflated. Like there are, there are guys actively looking for stats, looking to boost their own numbers. Yeah. Jokic doesn't do that. If, if, if there's a better shot for somebody, that guy gets the better shot off Jokic. He has full comfortability with his game, knows abilities. Like he's fine with other guys helping him out. He just knows exactly what he has to do to help his team win the game. You can throw doubles at him. He's always going to find the right move. He's always going to make the right decision. Like you can double him. He's still going to find the perfect pass. You you just, there's no way to stop this guy right now because either he's going to make somebody else beat you or he himself is just going to beat you. The way he reads the game is, is phenomenal. People have spoke about him. You know, is he the best passing big of all time? Like he is in the best passers of all time, period conversation. He is one of the best passers of the basketball all time. I would say he's a center as well. Sorry. Yeah, I would say I would say he's the best, but yeah, it's always like everyone has their own opinion. But in my opinion, he's the best. He's the best passer I've ever seen. Like the 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 unbelievable passes. You can make compilation every season about like 150 100 assists that looks completely amazing. Like out of this four no look passes. You can you can know sorry. You can just watch any game. Watch any Nuggets game, and you'll have one of those assists that makes you go, like, how on earth did he do that? It's not just yeah. the, the highlights. Yeah. Every yeah. game, he's, uh, oh, my God. He is he is such a joy to watch. And he gets he gets, he gets gets ragged too much. Like, you got I just appreciate how good this guy is. It's, it's incredible. Vision, presence, fundamentals. If there is a weakness, uh, which you spoke about last week, it's his defense, if anything. Um, they're doing their best to hide it. I, I think they're doing their best to try it and leave a bit of that out. They're playing him a little bit higher up. So like he doesn't have to sit in the paint and wait for a guy. I think that helps. Uh, I listened to a podcast recently that kind of like, maybe there's something the coaching staff has for the nuggets for Jokic's defense that they're just, they don't want to reveal yet. They're kind of waiting on it for the playoffs because that's where it would really come down to the biggest thing. And I mean, they're winning games uh, right now. No problem. Um, they've made the key acquisitions like, like Bruce Brown is a big, big guy who I have really liked. Um, the best two of the top 10 five man lineups in the league are the Nuggets starters and then the Nuggets starters minus Jokic plus Bruce Brown. So like, they're just insanely efficient and it's, it's down to the greatness of Jokic because like as much as Murray and MPJ are good players, they're not quite up to the level that. You know, you, you they can get to, yet they're still just running through the West right now. Very impressive. All right, let's get on into the official picks. Uh, been a long show. We had one of the official picks earlier on. Uh, if you missed it, hopefully this is still available here. But we went early with this one in case it moved off of this number because it was so off market compared to uh, a sharp player prop book like FanDuel. But it was Jalen Brunson over 25 and a half points, minus 120 at Bet MGM. The second play is a same game parlay. There's two same game parlays. This one is in the Hawks and the Mavericks game. So I'm thinking here, Christian Wood over 18.5 points and combine it with the John Murray or 13.5 points, which is minus 115 at BetMGM. So we have like a bit injury depleted squad of Dallas Mavericks. They have now... Probably Dorian Finney-Smith is back, but he doesn't shoot a lot. 
he just provides standing in the corner and getting wide open trees. And we have Tim Hardaway Jr. out. And that's huge because he's the guy that takes like the second most shots on the entire team. And yeah. And look, I don't didn't perform well against the Hawks usually. And then I have the John Temare, the Andre Hunter, and they have some guys to defend. And with Capella coming back uh, uh, from the injury and starting off the bench, I just don't see Okongu matching up with Christian Wood. Uh, with, over the last couple of games, we saw they have problems guarding the bigs. Adebayo as having his own show, even though he missed some couple of easy looks. And with Hardaway Jr. out and Luca, but probably a bit struggling game for him. I think Christian Wood is in a great spot here and he'll need to play a ton of minutes. And there is no like a, a dominant center that, that will like put him in the foul trouble or or have some of his defensive problems to be shown. He struggles against like players like Sabonis, Valenciunas and big, big, big centers. And there is no problem with that. So I think he can get 35, 36 minutes tonight. And with those minutes, he's clear, clearing this line pretty easily. And I was surprised to see Dejounte Murray at 18.5. So this is getting this lower line, getting this lower line even available is, is, is amazing and combining it to get minus 115 is a great price for for both of these bets. The John Temari uh, uh, goes over this line in 34 out of 38 games this season. So he's catching this pretty easily, like 90% of the time. Yeah. And the last, two, the last season, the Dallas was heavily into uh, stopping Trey Young. They were just throwing everything at him. And if they repeat this, John Murray will have himself a game. And even if they decide to do not, I think John is clearing this line pretty easily because he's a very consistent player. Like He won't go anywhere crazy scoring 30-plus points a, a game, but he's very consistent. He's scoring like 16 to, to 22 points. Like He did it in like 60, 50 to 60% of the game this season. So he's a very consistent guy that will like play 35, 36 minutes every night and put up like... 18 to 20 points, and I, it's when you are betting this same game, Paris, it's it's a huge value to bet the guys that are consistent, like in in their in their scoring. So you don't want to bet the guy that will score like 10 points, 10 points, and then 30, and have his line set at 20. So if you take a down like to 17, you are just that's not a great spot to take. So when you are Adding the guys in the Senge Parley, make sure it's it's a consistent player. And Dijon Temari is one of the most consistent guys in the entire league. You want to limit variance with the guys that you're selecting. Yep. So go with those numbers. That's why you go for the bigger numbers rather than you know, smaller sort of plays. Like uh, like a, I mean, sometimes you do go to like the three-point mate or something like that. But uh, those are a lot more high-variance situations. So uh, good insight into that one. Let's go into the third official play. For today and there's two things that you like betting on you like betting on guards against the rockets and alperin shengun why not yeah. pair them up same game parlay <laughs> so we are betting here on lamelo ball over 23 and a half points and combining it with shengun over 13 and a half points and we are getting a great price on it which is plus 100 uh, 
plus 100 at BetMG, uh, at DraftKings. Sorry for that. Uh, so Lamelo Ball, this is actually interesting. But Lamelo Ball, since coming back, like from the injury, he scored 23, 23 or more points. So including 23, which is a hook here, but 23 or more points in 17 out of 19 games. That's unbelievable. And he's over this line in four straight games and two were against the Raptors and two were against the Boston Celtics. So he, he played some pretty good defensive teams over the last four games and cleared this. And he's now playing probably against the worst one in the league. And interesting part of this bet is Rockets are like doing some pretty awful stuff and that's going under the screens a ton and if they go under the screen at Lamelo this season I think he can score like six to five to six threes and clear most of this line only on that they are they are also fouling a lot so Lamelo could get to the line and yeah I just love Lamelo is with, without Uber is getting ridiculous usage and this is a pretty easy matchup for him considering like if you saw like LeBron scoring almost 50 points last night. Kawhi had a pretty easy game. Like everyone is having an easy game against the Rockets the entire season. So yeah, I'm just going with with, with Lamelo here. And addition is Shengun, who is finally getting the minutes. Like I mean, the last game he he had like 37. I think that's probably career high without overtime. And he scored 33 points against the Lakers. He had 15 against the Clippers, even though he played almost no four-quarter minutes. He had 14 against the Kings. He had 18 against the Wolves. He had 20 against the Utah Jazz. So he's scoring a ton lately. Kevin Porter Jr. is questionable, so he could also be out. And I would love for Kevin Porter Jr. to be out so we can see some good offense. (laughs) <laughs> and this is actually a close spread game. I was surprised, but seems like there is no credit to the Charlotte uh, or the last couple of games. So Houston Rockets, okay, this line moved. It, it was a one point spread. It's not three point spread. So mm-hmm. that could maybe mean even that Kane Porter Jr. is out, which would be great. So the line is moving like heavily into yeah, yeah, I just noticed that. Score. Yeah, so I, I like this even more. All right, so really good number on that one in that case. Um, just kind of, it, nothing to do with the bet. I just saw this earlier today, and now I kind of want to show you. Um, Rockets have not been great this season. Um, so if you're listening to this and not watching, the graphic up, Rockets this season are 30th in offense, 29th in net rating, 28th in defensive rating, 30th in turnovers. 30th in field goal percentage and 29th in three-point percentage. Um, you're watching the Rockets more than I do. Does the team kind of – does it feel like it's been that bad? Because I, I understand, like, it's a young team and whatnot. But does it feel like it's that bad this season? It feels even worse. <laughs> there is no uh, there is no accountability with these guys. Like, you'll, you will have, like – Kane Porter Jr. shot like three bricks in an isolation without passing a ball a single time in the whole offense. And he won't get back to the 
or defense. He just stood there and watched like at his hand. How did he miss that? And he'll still get his like bench that bench him, bench him, like do something, make him accountable for his action. And when you are done doing that and you are starting Gary Gordon at three, you are completely mess environment. And as a result, you get that. But I think this team has a potential with better coach, better coaching, more accountability, and the better offensive with the offensive schemes. This team could be like 25th, not nothing crazy, but 20, at, at least. Yeah. It's just like they're bad at like it's just for the stats. Like I'm not trying to rag. I'm just saying they're bad at everything. Like as a coach, you got to pick one thing where your team can actually like start to do something well. Uh, you know, obviously KPJ is a loose cannon. That's how he got to Houston in the first place. Uh, he got. Uh, I think the Cavs are the team that cut him for, I guess, personality issues. So it's on the player a bit, but it's also on the coach, like the coach to yeah. take control of the group. So um, just kind of wanted to throw that in there. But let's let's wrap it up here. Let's go to the recap of the official pick. So the first one we gave out, start of the show, Pips had this one and worried it was moved. Hopefully it's still available, but it is Jalen Brunson over 25 and a half points, minus 120 at Bet MGM. At the time we started this and gave this one out, it was, 27 and a half low juice on Fandle, but 27 and a half, so two points off. Good number there for the Knicks guard in his all-star bid. Second pick is in the Hawks at Mavericks game. Christian Wood in a favorable matchup here, over 18 and a half points, paired with DeJounte Murray, over 13 and a half points. Low number on Murray, so good spot there. Minus 115 at BetMGM on that same game parlay. The third one is in the Hornets-Rockets game. We got a guard against the Rockets and Alperin Shengun, two things that have seen success here. LaMelo Ball over 23.5 points, paired with Shengun over 13.5 points. That is positive, plus 100 at DraftKings. Thank you again, guys, for tuning into the show. Had a good day yesterday as the picks go 2-0. and oh. If you guys have been tailing and enjoying the content, please make sure you're subscribed on our YouTube channel if you have not done so already. Drop a like on the video as well. If you're listening in podcast form, please rate and review five stars. And support the content by visiting thehammer.bet for more sports betting content beyond just the NBA. We have a show on the Forward Progress YouTube channel that I believe just went live. So if you go to Forward Progress on YouTube, you can check out an NFL divisional round playoff preview with Rob Pizzola. Head over there now to see more content. But for myself and Pips on Pick and Roll, let's hope these bets cash. We'll see you tomorrow for more. 